Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 96 of Crunch Time with the N326 Duo. I am your host, Sam Godsey, and with me, as always, is my co-host, Tanner Gizzle. Tanner, how are you doing today? I tell you what, Sam, I am doing real well right now. We're recording this episode, of course, on Tuesday, and uh, watching the MLB All-Star Game. It is the All-Star Break which is really all-star festivities on Monday and Tuesday and the rest of the break. break. Emphasis on break. Uh, to start the game, actually, Ronald Acuna and Freddie Freeman, the top two batters in the NL lineup, each hit rockets to the opposite field. And left and right, the left and right fielders are Adolis Garcia, Randy Rosarena. They faced each other in the home run derby. We'll talk about that more later. Really good friends. Really good friends. They each made jumping catches at the wall to rob extra base hits as the first two outs of the game. So that got me smiling to start to, to start the All-Star game, to start the episode. Some good vibes in here. Uh, you can take a look. One. Great first inning by the GOAT, Garrett Cole, too. Oh, shut it. <laughs> but we have an action-packed episode for you today. We talk NBA Summer League. We go on the diamond with Dizlin, and of course, we're going to wrap up the episode with a special Mount Rushmore and questions. We talk about this and so much more on episode 96 of Crunch Time. Tanner, we'll start, as we always do, with winners and losers. Tanner, who is your winner of the episode? Yeah, man, my winner of the episode is going to be the good old U.S. of A, baby. Woo! CONCACAF Gold Cup. Uh, totally watch that every year. In the quarterfinals. We're footy guys. Footy, guys. footy <laughs> is back. In the quarterfinals, the U.S. played Canada, those bastards up north. <laughs> and it was actually an awesome game. Yeah. It was 0-0 through 87 minutes. And in the 88th, the U.S. Uh, drew first blood, to which Canada then responded and tied in stoppage time in the 92nd minute. So then we go to extra time. Canada scored in the 109th minute. Panic started to set in for the good old American faithful. And then uh, from an own goal from uh, a Canadian defender, it was, uh, it was a good shot from the uh, from the U.S. player. And the goalie saved it. And an unfortunate bounce right off of the Canadian player. Well, unfortunate for the player. Fortunate, yeah, fortunate for us. Fortunate for us. Yeah, that's all that of course, that's all that matters. <laughs> but yeah, in the 115th minute, it was pretty exciting to come back and equalize with five minutes left in the game. We go to everyone's favorite way to decide any any game in the history of sports: penalty shootout. So intense, so much fun, and uh, U.S. pulled through, winning that. I believe they won five three on pen, yeah. so or five two actually. Uh, so that was that was a lot of fun to watch, and uh, going through Twitter at that time was was pretty fun because we're in the land of uh, you know sports sports, and especially when the MLB um, you know MLB's not playing, yeah, everyone seemed to be watching yeah. this game. So Twitter was fun and reacting to what was all it was all really fun. So yeah, US of A baby. Yeah. I believe that we will win. I believe that we will win. I would have liked to have beaten Canada by more than one in. Or yeah. the, by more decisively than penalty kicks, but right. that was that is. we didn't have Pulisic. Yeah, this is Pulisic. true. Pulisic? Pulisic. 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 Okay. Okay. Footy guys. Yeah, footy. 
That's actually a great segue. USA celebrated Independence Day uh, a couple days ago. And of course, the man, the myth, the legend, Joey Jaws Chestnut, saving the Nathan's Hot Dogging Contest. There was a weather delay, um, bad storm uh, on Coney Island. But Joey Chestnut basically said, F that, we're going, we're going. Because they, cause they, they canceled it, they right? Canceled they canceled it. Cancel it. Yeah. Joey, Joey Chestnut, Chestnut was like, no, man. Has so much sway in that that he said, hell no. Yeah, so, uh, and of course, he did what he did best. Chomp down some glizzies. Best glizzy gobbler on the man. <laughs> Absolutely. 62 dogs in 10 minutes. Absolute unit claiming his 16th title. Dominance. Dominance. Dynasty. Greatest athlete of all time? Definitely. Most dominant. <laughs> Name me one other athlete that can walk into the event that's canceled and be like, no, wrong. We're doing this. <laughs> yeah. Name me one other player. No, nobody. nobody. Shohei. Shohei can't do that in baseball. No. Like, it's just not happening. No. It's just not happening. Joey Chestnut is the greatest. Joey Chestnut is the most dominant. And. <laughs> What do you think of the take? He's one of the greatest Americans to ever live. Yeah. Gotta be. Gotta be. Safe for the job? Yeah. Safe for the July. Yep. Absolutely. Unit. Yeah. So, Joey Chestnut's my big winner. Tanner, we're going to go on the other side of things. Who is your loser? Oh, boy. Uh, my loser is going to be loyalty. And you know, when I say loyalty, I am talking about Damian Lillard. What an interesting uh, couple weeks it has been. Of course, last time we recorded an episode, none of this had broke. Yeah, we just were we weren't sure if he was going to want to trade or not. We you know we weren't sure exactly what was going on. Well, turns out he does, which came out a few days after I think I read a report that said he didn't want to trade. Yeah. So I you know I was under the impression that he didn't want to trade, that he was going to be a trailblazer. Mm-hmm. And I think the Trailblazers were under that impression. Yeah. So they went out and brought back Jeremy Grant on a deal that they definitely should not have signed. <laughs> yeah. Overpaid for him totally, but you got to do what you got to do to get at least semi-competent first sure. good players to play with your superstar who wants out, is not happy, all this stuff. And then it turns out just a few days later, he's like, no, actually, I do want out. Yeah. So much so that so he screwed them by originally saying he wanted in. Yeah. And then they gave out this deal that they probably shouldn't have, halting their rebuild a little bit more because now they have less cap space to play yeah. with. Then he, he demands the trade and he publicly says where he wants to go, mm-hmm. which always just plummets your, your value whenever yeah. you're like, I want to go here. Because you know, in the NBA, it's a player's league. If you're not where you want to be, you're going to be, you're going to be able to force your way out and go to a place you do want to be. Yeah. So no one wants to trade for him. He doesn't want to be there. So he plummets the trade value, and his agent calls teams that are not the Miami Heat, which is his preferred destination, of course, saying, do not trade for Damian Lillard because he will be unhappy, he will sit out, and he will not play. Yeah. So basically, he backed the Trailblazers into a corner and said, you have to trade me, even though your offseason plan was as if I was going to be here. And you have to trade me here, a team that really doesn't have that much to offer in the first place. And no other team will bid against them to raise up that price because they all think I will not play for them if traded to them. 
absurd. Absolutely. Absurd. And I hear this, I, I've seen a lot of the take on Twitter that like the loyalty he showed the Blazers, he he should be able to be sent where he want. F that. You want loyalty? The way to be loyal is if you are drafted to a small, small market team, the way to be loyal is try your damn best to build a championship team yeah. at that place. And if it doesn't work, which this didn't work, you get traded to a large market team. That's just the way it goes. Yeah. The Pelicans did it with Anthony Davis. There are so many examples of this, right? Except for Giannis, who seems to be a you know a rare breed in that sense. Yeah. But but that's just that's just the nature of the NBA right now. And when you when when it doesn't work and it comes time to get your next contract, you get traded to a large market team. And the small market team just loads up on assets in that and kickstarts the rebuild. That's how it goes. And his loyalty has actively completely set their rebuild back multiple years by being selfish and by not being loyal at all because the yeah. best thing for the team would have been for him to play the game, get traded to a contender, get the maximum return back, and just not continuously plummet his trade value. Yeah. So it just really annoys me. So yeah. as you can tell, I'm starting to get animated, but he is just an absolute loser. The way he's handled it has been absolutely awful. Yeah, absolutely. Um it, it's wild. I like you said, it puts everyone at a hard, high, hard spot. Um, I do think it. Joe Cronin, general manager of the Trailblazers, is kind of playing his cards right. He said, "We're in no rush to trade him. He can. Yeah. He does not see with that quote. He seems to be all right with Dame just sitting on the bench." If he sits out, he sits out. So he's been doing it for the past two years. Yeah. What's, what's the difference, you know? Um, but, yeah, definitely Dame is a massive, massive loser. Another loser. This is on the lighter side, and I'm sure all of y'all have seen it. Poor kid in the outfield during the home run derby. Dude, MLB, PSA, <laughs> MLB, stop putting little kids out there to catch 125-mile-an-hour rockets from some of the strongest men on earth and best baseball players on earth. Can you please stop it? Oh, I'm like, this yeah. is insane. Yeah. So, who who was, who was batting at that point? I think it was Vladdy. So, Vladimir Guerrero. Who won the damn thing, won by the thing. way. Um, what had a fly out to for line out, I should say. And the kid just flat out missed it, knocked him out. Right in the face. Right oh. in the face. That's got to hurt. Tough to watch, man. Tough yeah. to watch. Definitely a loser, though. Funny. Funny. Oh, absolutely hysterical. Hilarious. But again, bottom line, MLB, stop. Yeah. Stop exactly. doing this. <laughs> stop doing this. Like, that makes no sense. Yeah. At least get – why don't they just, like, bring in a Little League World Series like, like, that's a little better. People right? who have baseball yeah, experience. Because right? anyone who's played any sort of amount of competitive baseball would have been able to catch that. Yeah. It was right at him. But nope, because... Just a small kid. Just a small kid. Didn't... <laughs> yeah, right in the face. Yeah, that was tough. That was tough. But we're going to switch to the NBA. We're going to talk a little summer league, obviously, Tanner. 
big storyline coming into this summer league was Victor Wimbanyama. Is he going to play? Is he not going to play? How's he going to do? And that game won. Was atrocious, to say the least. I mean, if you look at his stats, just his stats, it's really not that bad. It's definitely not the greatest prospect since mm-hmm. LeBron numbers, but nine points, eight rebounds, three assists, five blocks. Decent. Then you look at his shooting percentage. <laughs> Shot two for 13 yeah. in the field. So that was that's how we saw Victor Wimbanyama debut in the NBA. Not even like top tier talent. This is summer league. Yeah, that's true. But he did bounce back. Got to give the band props for bouncing back after uh, after what went down with him and Britney Spears. You know, oh, um, he bounced back. Twenty seven points, twelve boards, three blocks. Looked as good as ever. So what what were your kind of first impressions of Victor? Um, he has been shut down for the rest of summer league, um, but let me get your first thoughts on this guy. Yeah, you know, it's unfortunate we won't get to see him anymore. Probably the right move for the Spurs. Um, two things stood out to me. Number one, you kind of touched on it, just the resiliency, right? I mean, everybody in the mother was talking about, whoa, Wemby. Yeah. He didn't look good. Is Should we be concerned? Should we be concerned? And to come out and have the game two that he did, what did you say? He had like 27 27 or something like that? and 12. Yeah, 27 and 12 um, and just be steady and, and kind of silence that is, is impressive, obviously, in the NBA. Yeah. You need that level of resiliency, mm-hmm. right? Uh, but that's just basketball, too. You'll have bad shooting nights all the time when it, uh, you're the best prospect since LeBron and you have that on your first game. Yeah. It's a little tough. But that resiliency was good to see. And number two, what I saw in the first game immediately, what? His immediate impact in the league is going to be because he's going to have to adjust offensively. Yeah. Right? I mean, he's going to have sure. to. His impact on the defensive end of the floor is instantaneous. Yeah. You said, you mentioned the five blocks he had. Those aren't your traditional blocks where, you know, pinning him against the back yeah. orders. Like, no, he's blocking three point jump shots. Mm-hmm. People think, you know, he's, he's, he's three, four feet in front of the three point line. Yeah. Think in the. People who are playing against and think they have a, a free three-point open shot, and he's blocking them. That's yeah. how long he is. That's how quick he is. And that impact is going to be real and fast. Yeah. And not just block block shots, the athleticism, the way he's able to move. Um, we're definitely going to need to hopefully see some bulk, get yeah. a little bit stronger, but then rebounding too. I mean, when you're that long, you're just going to suck in the rebounds. Yeah. Which he, I mean, game two, he had 12 boards, right? So yeah. That, that level of, of rim protection and, and just dominance on the boards is something that San Antonio will notice right away, even if it takes some time to adjust mm-hmm. offensively, which I think is is really what makes him such a special problem. Yeah, absolutely. Even in that first game, you saw the flashes of why this is, this is being compared to LeBron for sure. I think, it, it does suck um, that he's getting shut down. But when you see guys like Scoot Henderson uh, with that shoulder injury and then Eamon Thompson Definitely. with that high ankle sprain, you got to do it. You, you do it. Um, outside of Victor, there's been one, two dudes that have just been going absolutely crazy. Of course, Jabari Smith Jr. 
Um, in just two games, he's averaging 35 and a half points, seven rebounds, four assists, shooting 48.8% from the field. And then Keontae George uh, for the Jazz, uh, 29.5 points, 8.5 assists, 2.5 boards, and 53.8% from the field. So just, we're seeing Jabari Smith. Usually you don't see second-year starters in the summer league, but he basically said, we sucked last year. I'm going to try and get reps with the new coach, new guys, and boy, is he playing tremendous. Yeah, that's really stuff you like to see, right? And you mentioned the, the key thing here, the second-year player. He knows now knows what it's like to play NBA basketball and just putting another offseason, having that confidence. I mean, he's no longer the new kid on the block. <laughs> he's the – Seasoned vet, quote yeah. unquote, in, in the summer. In team, yeah. And just something like that is just the confidence level, right? Yeah. I mean, the game, I don't remember who they were playing, but he scored 38 that game we were watching. Yeah. I mean, just that's obviously. I think it was a Pistons. Yeah. It was yep. supposed to be Thompson versus Thompson. Yep. It was against the Pistons, and obviously, he put up 38. He never did that in his rookie season, but that was not the same player. The, no. the, the confidence you saw. With, with the ball in his hand, the, sh- the shot making, the playmaking. He was making, he was scoring from all over the floor, uh, multiple dunks, contested dunks, and yeah. fadeaway Jays. Um, yeah, and, and if that's the player that he can develop. And just something as simple as confidence. That's mm-hmm. all it is. Gain the confidence in the summer league, realize, hey, I can play with these guys. Might transfer over to the uh, to the regular season. And Lord knows the, the, Ro- the Rockets would take that. Yeah. He look, looks really good. Yeah, and I think some we're seeing from Jabari Smith is his leadership as well, being that second-year guy. You see him communicating uh, amongst his uh, general. teammates, being a floor general. Um, but I want to switch to Keontae George. He's kind of been quiet um, due to him being on the Jazz, and let's be <laughs> honest, no one really cares about the Jazz. But Keontae George is putting up great numbers. Uh, he dropped to 16. I thought he was going to be a lottery pick, to be honest with you, there, but he's playing well. So just some brief uh, information on the Summer League. Um, if it's on, I'll, not, I'll watch it. Yeah, I'm not going to be like, oh, this, like, oh, I got to tune in yeah. to the – Grizzlies versus the Raptors. Mm-hmm. No, I, I want to see the star players of this summer league. Like the Rockets have been super fun to watch. Rockets, Pistons, like any of these oh, with young yeah. talent is yeah. playing. Yeah, for sure. But that's going to kind of wrap it up for the NBA. We're going to be, I assume, if we ever see a Dane trade, we'll hop back into that. Um, more NBA news, I'm sure, is to come. Um, but let's go to the, on the diamond with Dizzling. Let's do it. Tanner, fill us in on kind of what's been happening. Obviously, we're at the All-Star break um, or All-Star two-day, really, <laughs> and then the break. Um, last night, we had the Home Run Derby. Let the people know what happened there. It was freaking awesome. Yeah, it's, a, it's always a fun time, right? There's nothing better than just a couple of big dudes getting together and just hitting dingers, and right? What is that? And Pete Alonso. Um, yeah. And Mookie Betts. <laughs> well, Mookie Betts is a big and he didn't hit a lot of dingers. But anyway, <laughs> anyway, as we uh, we dive into this thing here, what's interesting, Sam, 
An American player did not win a single round in this derby. So the one in the eight, Luis Robert Jr. and Adley Rushman. I mean, Adley Rushman was impressive. One of the coolest Dude, that moments. Was sick. One of the coolest moments in the derby. He goes through, does his main round, batting lefty. Of course, he's a switch hitter. For his bonus time, he says, F this. I'm going to turn around. And he swung righty, and he went on like yeah, a seven-home run streak hitting righty. It was pretty sweet. But uh, he put up 27 in his first round, and Louis Bob just came in and said. Yeah, unfortunately, he was He, he just was said 27, that's weak. He did 28, and I don't even think he needed his bonus time. Yeah. Um, then uh, in the 4-5, I mentioned this before, and when I was talking about the All-Star game, mm-hmm. starting left and right fielders for the American League, uh, Adoles Garcia and Randy Rosarena, two Cuban-born players. Um, I believe that uh, Adoles Garcia is the godfather to Randy Rosarena's daughter. Oh, really? They said that last That's night. Cool. It's either that way or it's reverse. Reverse. But, uh, yeah, they're, they're really close. They faced off against each other in the first round. Uh Pretty standard stuff. Uh, Adola struggled a little bit, putting up 17. Randy with 24 won that. Uh, we go to the 2-7. Pete Alonso, the world's greatest tryhard in this, <laughs> versus uh, Julio Rodriguez. Oh, God damn. Julio Rodriguez. That's like, God damn. He put up 41 in the first round. It was yeah. absolutely electric. Uh, Pete Alonso had prime Justin Verlander throw. He's a teammate now, so <laughs> Verlander was out throwing him nasty 12-6 curves and sliders away. That's uh, tough. Yeah, not not a good look. Bad, bad throwing. And Pete didn't uh, Pete didn't show out either. And Julio was at like that was it, it was long. That was the most that was the most fun. He yeah, hit forty one in the first round. Absolutely insane. Four fifty two. And then and then the uh, the three six was Mookie Betts, who basically came in and said, "I got no shot. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm here real. for the memes." Uh, he actually didn't do it, and his wife said, "Hey, you should do it." And he's like, "I will." And he put up 11. Tough one for Mookie. <laughs> and then Vladdy Daddy, the absolute dumpy of baseball. Yep. He, uh, he, hit, he hit 26, won that comfortably. Then to the semifinals, he had Randy versus Louis Bob. Randy catches fire. He yeah. was up 35 in round two. Louis Bob couldn't catch that that same, uh, same streak he had in round one, only put up 22. Randy won that. Julio, we see it every year. The person who goes off in the first round always yeah. falters. It was Vladdy a couple of years ago. This year, Julio, he loses to Vladdy 21-20 in the next round. Vladdy, Randy, this was awesome. Vladdy goes first. He hit 25. Randy, I think he had 21 with 30 seconds left. He just needed four home runs in his bonus time, bonus, uh, time to tie. Couldn't do it. Only hit two. And uh, and. Vladimir ended up winning 25-23 over Randy. But, yeah, that's uh, the the semifinal matchups. Uh, Randy versus uh, Louis Bob, both Cuban, uh, even though Randy did play for the Mexi- for Mexico in the uh, World Baseball Classic, but born in Cuba. And then the other two, Vladimir versus Julio, two Dominican war players. So that was pretty interesting. Yeah. And I think, I think the best part about uh, – this moment uh, of Vladdy uh, winning this thing was how gassed that man was. <laughs> yeah, he wanted he, he just wanted some Gatorade and a seat. That's all he wanted. But, I blame him. But w- one of the coolest stories from this, uh, Vladimir Guerrero uh, Jr. winning 
His dad did it in 07. Of course. Uh, and it's actually the first father and son duo to ever win the Home Run Derby. So a little fun fact for you there. So, yeah, it, it was electric, even as a baseball guy. Not a baseball guy, excuse me. The Home Run Derby is electric. It's just so fun. It's so fun. It's so fun. And they make it look so freaking effortless. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're just like, who, who was that? White Sox. The White Sox player. Louis Bob. Luis Robert. Dude, I swear he wasn't swinging. He wasn't. Yeah, it was just like. He was just like, ah. Yeah. Just. Forfeit. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy how they do that. Yandy Diaz, by the way, of the Tampa Bay Rays, goes yard in the All-Star game. Making 108 up. Yeah. Um, I do have a question. Let's hear it. So, correct me if I'm wrong. Everyone gets the 30-second bonus. Yeah. Why don't they just add it? It's so stupid. <laughs> it's so stupid. I understand doing bonuses. You know, you hit two four forty. That's cool. I'm with that because that's literally a bonus. Yeah. If everyone gets it, not a bonus. <laughs> it's just regular time. Yeah. <laughs> I completely agree. I completely agree. A little yeah. bit stupid there, but it's probably just a way that they can they can because for the bonus time they use the special balls, so they can sell ah. sponsorship for the special the T-Mobile right. balls. Okay. They can, they can use they can sell yeah. sponsorship. It's all about. Yeah. Yep, all, all about the money, money, money. So, obviously, we, we're we uh, in the middle of the All-Star game. Like you said, one nothing AL, bottom of the second. So, this is kind of the midway point of the MLB season. We kind of have a good look on this these award races going on. We're going to be talking about the MVP, Cy Young, and Rookie of the Year. So, Tanner, let's start with the MVP. Let the people know who, who's kind of the front runners here. All right, so you want to start in the AL or the NL? Uh, NL. NL? Yeah. We'll start in the NL because, I mean, to be fair, I think they're both pretty obvious at this moment, but yeah. AL is. Yeah. So, over in the NL side of things, my MVP for the first half of the year, it's a pretty common take. I think everyone's kind of on the same page. It's one of the community junior. He has been unbelievable this year, and it's so good to I mean, I personally hate to see it as, a, as a, <laughs> someone who hates the Braves a lot, but uh, he's really, I mean, incredibly fun to watch play baseball. Um, but after last year, he kind of had a career down year. He came off that torn ACL in, uh, in 2021. He didn't really look healthy. He was kind of laboring a little bit, favoring that knee uh, and definitely hadn't seen him play fully healthy in a little bit now. And he is fully healthy. And uh, my dude is absolutely on a tear. He's number two in the MLB in OPS at a 990 OPS. He's hitting 331 with a 331, 408, 582 slash. So he's slugging 582 and uh, and hitting 331 for average, for power, 21 tanks. But that's not, arguably, that's not the, best, the most impressive part of what he's doing this yeah. year. How about 41 stolen bags? Oh. 41. Oh. A, a, a major, a major landmark in baseball is to have the 40-40 season. 40 home runs, yeah. 40 stolen bases. He's on track for 40-80. Jeez. 40-80. A true... That's insane. A true five-tool player. They do not come around anymore except... 
if your name is Ronald Acuna. Uh, yeah, he's been absolutely magnificent. But he's only number two in OPS because there's one person better. But it, it's Acuna for the end yeah. of the first year. Yeah. What about on the other side of things? The well, AL. believe it or not, Sam, it's actually the person who leads the MLB <laughs> in OPS. He has a 1.05 OPS. Slash line of 302, 387, 663. Okay. A 663 slug. This gentleman leads the MLB in home runs, extra base hits, OPS, oh, and opponent average because this guy pitches too. Of course, it's Shohei Otani. I, yeah, I don't really know what else to say <laughs> that you haven't heard already. The dude pitches at an elite level. Hits at only level, quite literally, statistically, <laughs> the best in the league. Yeah. Still hitting north of 300. OPS over 1,000. 32 tanks. 71 RBIs. Leads the league in extra base hits. Yeah. And, and, and add 11 stolen bags on there, too. Because what, what the hell yeah. else can you Why do? not? Why not? Ronald Acuna is a 5-2 player. Shohei is an 8 <laughs> Yeah. Absolutely. So, next we're going to go on the mound, obviously talking about this Cy Young here. Is Shohei the guy in the AL, or is there some other guys that we need to be on the lookout for? I'm actually going to lead a different different way here. I'm going to go Framber Valdez as my American League Cy Young winner from the, well, from the American League, as I just <laughs> said. First off, leads the league in the Post a 2.51, that is number one. Number two, Shane McClanahan, who won it last year and really is the other candidate for this AL MVP, or uh, Cy Young, excuse me. But taking a, like a, a deeper look into this, he's posting a 167 ERA plus. That's the highest of his career. Uh, MLB average is 100, so 67% above average. Um yeah, he's put that 2.51 ERA, as I mentioned. His FIP, which stands for Fielder Independent Pitching, which is trying to take a measurement of just what quality of contact is he giving up, trying to take fielders out of it. It's a 2.81, so his FIP is still ridiculously good. Not bad. Um, yeah, he's been absolutely incredible this year, 1.05 whip. Not much more you can ask for. Uh, he's only 7-6, and six, which pitcher wins, one of the dumbest stats of all time. Yeah. But – Frank Valdez, absolutely untouchable this year. Yeah. And on the other side, things. Yeah, on the other yeah. side, we're going to go with, Sam, someone who started this game for the National League, Zach Gallant. The biggest surprise of the MLB season for me has been the Arizona Diamondbacks and just how freaking good they've been this year. Uh, mostly because of Zach Gallant. He has been absolutely incredible. He is uh, His ERA is a little bit higher than... Uh, than Frambers, he's put, putting up a 3.04 ERA, uh, but he's 11 and three right now. So, it's key point in, in, in that success, his FIP is actually lower than Frambers. He's got a 2.77 FIP, so he's gotten a little unlucky with yeah. uh, fielder placement and quality of contact given up 1.04 uh, WHIP, which is better than Frambers, and an ERA or ERA, ERA plus, excuse me, if I can talk of 140. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, Zach Gallon is criminally underrated as a pitcher in his yeah. career. Last year he posted a 158 OP, uh, ERA+. plus. Uh, got hurt a little bit, didn't make as many starts to, to qualify for some of these. But 
Zach Allen has been absolutely awesome this year. The all-star starter. Yeah. And he deserves to be the NFL Cy Young. And if his numbers kind of sway back to the mean, as evident by the by his fifth, and that ERA com- will come down a little bit, uh, we might see a sub-three ERA type of pitcher from Zach Allen, and uh, which a team that is surprising everybody and could honestly go deep in October. Yeah. Yeah, I think the Diamondbacks have uh, kind of shocked everyone. Um, but final award we're going to talk about uh, on this episode, Rookie of the Year. Where do you want to start, AL or NL? We'll start on the NL because I think that's the, the obvious one. Yeah. We kind of have – it's kind of like a show situation where there's one clear answer, uh, and it's Corbin Carroll. Um, Corbin Carroll of the Diamondbacks, another main reason why the Diamondbacks are as good as they are. I'm going through, you know, and I'm naming all these players. Like, once that I have a name is WAR, which stands for Wins Above Replacement. And it is a measurement of how many wins, how many more wins a team has because this player was playing. So for Shohei, his WAR is six and a half, six point five. 6.5. So basically they're saying that if they replace Shohei with a league average player, he has earned them six and a half runs above the average. Okay. Or excuse me, six and a half wins yeah. above the average. Shohei, obviously, pitching and hitting, six and a half. Highest level. Five. Ronald Acuna has posted a five. Um, Then we get to Corbin Carroll, which, obviously, not as high as those. But this is a rookie who posted a 3.8 war in the first half of the season. He's hitting 289, 18 tanks, 89 total hits. Spraying the ball a little bit. Uh, His OBP, 366, slug, 549 for a 915 OPS. Uh, yeah, this dude's right on par with Acuna in terms of OPS, a little bit lower than that. Uh, 148 OPS plus, meaning he's 48% above the average in, in hitting this so far yeah. this year. Um, he's one of the fastest players in the league, too. Uh, right now, he's uh, he's sitting at 26 stolen bags, so on pace for yeah. 52, uh, which would, if he picks up the home run pace a little bit, he could possibly be a 40-40 player, only saying yeah. 18 home runs right now. But uh, he's been the runaway, runaway uh, National League Rookie of the Year. Seems like a true star of the making. Yeah. And the AL. AL, there is, this one's a little bit more contestable, but I still think there is a decently clear answer, and that's Josh Jung of the Texas Rangers, another team that has surprised a lot of people, and he is a big reason why. Uh, he's hitting 280. His slash line is 283, 31, 504 for an 835 OPS plus. So still very, very yeah. good. 126 OPS plus, 26% above the average player. A um, lot of pop. A lot of pop with this young player. Uh, I mentioned the uh, the 19 home runs, which is which is more than Carroll, slugging at a uh, 504 rate. A lot of extra base hits too. Uh, he's been very, very impressive. Also adding in uh, one stolen base. So there you go. Not known for his speed, of course, but that power is something to behold at the hot corner of Texas. And uh, yeah, I think he's going to be there for a while. So uh, yeah, Josh Young, Corbin Carroll, very impressive rookies. Yeah. So that will wrap it up on the diamond with Dislin. Tanner, thank you so much for filling us in on those award races, the home run derby. And we're kind of in that waiting zone uh, after tonight uh, with the All-Star game. But we will be back on the diamond 
uh, sooner rather than back, man, for a little postseason push. Yeah, absolutely. It'll be fun. You know who won't be there? The Mets. Probably not. Yeah, the Cubs. No. Let's go. Who thought? Let's go. Not me. <laughs> but it is time, Tanner. It's time for our favorite segment. Yeah. And hopefully yours too. Mount Rushmore in today's prompt is people that didn't pan out the way we thought they would. Tanner, you're the co-host today. What's your 1-1? One, one? Yeah, so my 1-1, one, one, I tell you, I think this is the one that immediately popped into my mind. My mind. Um, yeah, if you told me where this person ended up today, if you asked me, um, if you asked me, where I think they would end up. I would have never come up with this in a thousand years. I'm gonna go with Bruce Jenner. Nice! I had that Let's one! Let's go! <laughs> That's the one that popped into my mind. I mean, didn't expect it. If you had that on your bingo card, more oh, power to good. you. More power to you. But for me, <gasps> That's a clear one that's one in good. my opinion. Clear one one. That is damn, that's a good one. Nice, dude. Thank you. Yeah. Look, look at us. Damn, another steal. For my one one, I'm gonna go with a character from an all-time TV show. And that, of course, is Daenerys Targaryen. Oh, uh, yeah. Obviously. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Skip a little bit. Starts out freeing all these uh, slaves among all these uh, lands. Turns out she's building this army, the Unsullied, this huge army, freeing a bunch of people, and is like the second coming, like she is the gal and season eight happens and she's wrecking shit. Just decides to let a whole She's wrecking she's wrecking shit and happens. And just lights King's Landing on fire. It happens, man. It happens. It happens. happens. So yeah, that is my one one Daenerys Targaryen. Now my second pick is a movie character. Severus Snape. (laughs) Another spoiler alert. Severus Snape. 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 Ron. Ron. Ron Weasley. Beautiful. But if you haven't seen Harry Potter, what are you doing? But his development throughout this movie series is one of the craziest. I mean, he starts out like, oh yeah, Voldemort's my guy. Uh, I'm, I'm with Slytherin, you know, we like that. And then that kind of continues throughout the... It's exact quote, by the way. Yeah. Voldemort's my guy. We Slytherin. We like that. That's what he does. Horror. That's just what Severson do. And turns out um, he just is belittling Harry Potter for like seven and a half movies. And then part two happens. And uh, 
Turns out Snape was not a big fan of uh, James Potter. Harry's no, dad. Didn't like um, But in the end of it all, Severus Snape, kind of crowning, getting Tanner's crown as the best character in Harry Potter. Easily. One of the best characters here. As he sacrifices himself for Harry and reveals he was madly in love with Lily Potter, Harry, Harry's mother. So he kind of does all this crazy stuff just to protect the guy when, in all reality, we think, screw this. Dude. We think he's, he's the true villain. When in reality, he's the true hero, not some little kid who doesn't know. To quote Ruth Langmore, excuse my French, he doesn't know shit about fuck. <laughs> Um, and then Severus Snape, the true hero, constantly saves him and constantly yeah. works to keep him alive. Yeah. Absolute code. Yeah. Absolute code. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Thought you liked that one. I do. I do. Now, number two for me, this is one that always comes up in my mind. I am going to go the sports route. However, it's not a player. It's not a traditional, like, oh, draft bust. Draft yeah, bust. yeah, yeah, yeah. Chip Kelly. Yeah, I'm going to go with Chip Kelly because he was the hottest thing oh, yeah. in the world in a world. Oh, yeah. That West Coast offense. Oh, yeah. 60, 70. Points oh, yeah. Marcus Mariota. Yeah. <laughs> Dude. Oh, yeah. That but, was my team. Yeah. Man. They I were so fun to watch. Them. And he was walking on, like, walking on the clouds. Like, he yeah. couldn't do anything wrong. Then he goes to the NFL. Yeah, I thought it was going to be very successful. I mean, how could he not? He was yeah. like the best football coach on planet Earth yeah. at this point. He goes to the Eagles, com- completely just expl- implodes. Yeah. And it was the 49ers. Doesn't work there either. Now he's at UCLA, which has been semi-successful like so far. Mm-hmm. You know, they've been a respectable program. But this dude went from being literally the best football coach on, on yeah. planet Earth, most talked about football coach on planet Earth, most sought-after offensive mind, to... A few years later, just not being talked about at all. Yeah. I wonder how many, like, casual fans you go up and say, Chip Kelly, who's he coaching for now? They have no idea. Mm-hmm. When they probably will know Chip Kelly, Oregon. Yeah. Crazy. Crazy how that happened. Yeah. He was – God, those Oregon teams were so mm-hmm. freaking fun. Marcus Mariota, the Anthony Michael Thomas, James. Michael James. Oh, my God. Yeah. Memories, Crazy. Man. Crazy how that happened. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, well, I like that a lot. Number three, we're gonna stick fictional characters. This one's a this one's a tough one because like imagine being brought in, you're the chosen one. You are you can't you're the most powerful, you're the most powerful one of one of member of an ancient order. And then you just join the mortal enemy. Give me Anakin Skywalker. Don't think they saw that coming. Don't think they saw that coming. Tanner? Yeah? I had that. Let's go! <laughs> Let's go! Oh! Who would have thought? Down goes Who the thought? Down goes Who the thought? Yeah? I'm very impressed. Yeah. I'm very impressed. But I'm yeah, I mean, imagine being, like, Liam Neeson's character, Qui-Gon Jinn. You're like, you're dying. You're like, Obi-Wan, you need to train this guy. He's the chosen one. And then he turns out to be a villain. Join yeah. us. Yeah. His force ghost was probably like, 
Yeah. Oops. That's tough. Oops. That's tough. So, yeah, I don't think that panned out very well. So, yeah. I'm going to take Anakin Skywalker. That's good. That's good. God, I got, I got a lot on my board here. I think I'm going to go with this one with my third pick. I'm going to go with Britney Spears. Ooh, okay. Are, are, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I like it. Obviously, Britney Spears, one of the biggest pop stars of all time. Big basketball fan. Big basketball fan. <laughs> Huge Victor Women Yama fan. <laughs> um, and uh, obviously, um, she she has hit after hit, late 90s. Then she goes batshit crazy, shaves her head. This whole father, father relationship. And she just kind of falls off the face of the earth. It's kind of making a comeback, but Britney Spears is my third pick. I like it. I like Definitely it. didn't pan out the way we thought it would. No, not at all. <laughs> no, not at all. Not at all. And then finally, my last pick. It's a good one. I'm, you're going to like this. Keegan Turnbow on this podcast. <laughs> So, depending on how long you have been listening to this uh, podcast, we used to have three of us. And uh, let's just say the third member uh, decided this wasn't his thing. And we thought this was going to be like just guys talking sports, having a good time. And then one week, he was just like, He said, I hashtag quit. He, he did have a brutal punishment though, so maybe that oh, one, the horsey, the horsey, and the chubby bunny challenge. Oh, that was that tough. Was so <laughs> that was tough. If you haven't so seen that, go watch it. It's on our TikTok. I'll shout that out at the end of the episode. But yep, number four. Great stuff. He interned. Did not like, expect. <laughs> Let's did not go. expect that. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta give it up. Round of applause. I have a couple places I can go here. Thing is, uh, I was I thought I was gonna be assigned between two, but that is a very similar vibe to one of the ones you just had. Yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go I'm gonna, I'm gonna stick to my guns here. Someone who seemed to have a promising start to their career and then just fell off the earth because they were surpassed by one of their coworkers. Victoria Justice. Oh! Give me dude, Victoria Justice. I was thinking about that. That's a great pick. Right? She was going to be the next, you know, like the, the Nickelodeon Miley Cyrus yeah. having her own song. Oh, yeah. show. I mean, obviously she did have her own show. But like... She was not the main character. No. No. But like, just like songs for, uh, Nickelodeon songs for years and years to come. Shows, movies, all that crap. And then it turns out Ariana Grande is just a better singer than her, better actress than her, and just better than her in a lot of different ways, <laughs> yeah. and completely took over the career that Victoria Justice yeah. was supposed to have. Yeah. So, yeah. For after after the Victorious, I'm wondering like she fell she off. Do? What's she up to? Not a clue. <laughs> I, I was trying to, when I was coming up with this, I was trying to think, like, who... 
what what can I name that like Victoria Justice is in? Uh, I know she was in Zoe 101. She was. I know she was in Victorious. There's something where she plays like a vampire. I don't know the name of it, but like after that, I'm stumped. Yeah. That's not good. Yeah, not great. Let's see. Um, yeah. What's the one with the vampire? She was on Sweet Life and Zack and Cody. You know? Uh, I didn't know off the top of my head. Uh, yeah, I... I got nothing for you. Yeah, that's not great. Yeah, she was... The Boy Who Cried Werewolf was the name there of the movie I was yeah. talking about. But yeah, it's, it's tough. A little bit. Yeah, especially when the whole show is made for you. Yeah, it's literally called Vic. <laughs> Vic Tor. Vic Tori was in the yeah her character's name. Oh, and Victory, <laughs> Victoria Justice, Victorious. Tough. They tried everything to give it to you, and you she failed. You choked it. Yeah, you sold. You sold to, uh, you sold to Ariana Grande. So yeah, that's tough. You got any honorable mentions for us there? You know I do. You know I do. The other one I was deciding between um, on the same level, Demi Lovato. Yeah. Tough. Disaster. Disaster struck there. So that was another one. The sports route, you always yeah. got to throw in Jamarcus Russell. Yeah. The dude The dude was giving blank tapes. Mm-hmm. And just, That's tough. Hilarious. Yeah. Hilarious. What about you? You got any? You got yeah, any I, I got a couple, man. I got... Kind of on the same wavelength as Britney Spears, Kanye. Mm-hmm. Kanye. I had him on my list, yeah, too. Kanye. I did. Um, going sports routes, um, I got Johnny Menzel. Yeah. But he's kind of making a comeback with a documentary coming out I talked about. Um, Michael Vick, another boy. Oh. That's tough. <laughs> uh, Seventh Woods is another yeah. one. Uh, he had, like, one of the greatest hoop mixtapes <laughs> of all time. Um, you got you got any more? Yeah, I mean, I, I I did have two. One was Kanye. The last one, look, Kobe post retirement. Don't didn't see that one coming. Not gonna lie to you. I don't think that went according to plan. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> I knocked him out. Best answer. <laughs> <laughs> I could have gone one of two ways. Oh my god. <laughs> I was not expecting that. I should have used that in my mouth. Yeah, yeah, you would have clutched it. <laughs> god. I should have. But I wasn't sure if it was too dark yeah, yeah, we were, what the vibe was, but I did have that on there. That's good. That's really good. A um, couple more of mine. Fetty Wap. Oh. Like banger after banger, and it's That's like a great one. in and out of prison. Oh, uh, I didn't know that. See, like, yeah, you got arrested with like uh, for transporting drugs across state lines, and he had a lot. Yes. What? Yeah. <laughs> um, same wavelength. We got YMW Melly. Oh, okay. Tough luck. <laughs> his defense, he had murder. On <laughs> this is true. He didn't even mean to shoot him. Though. Yeah, he just caught him by surprise. <laughs> And then uh, another one, going back to Game of Thrones, I got Rob Stark. Oh, God. I mean, For the worst. <laughs> he was a king of the north. Come on. Come on. And then, <laughs> Although, the other way, not someone who we had high expectations for, but didn't never achieved it, 
the other way around, someone who we thought was just going to fizzle turned out to be the king in the end. <laughs> Spoilers. Spoilers. Shit. Oh, I didn't say it yet. You didn't say, I didn't say it. it. I got you. I got you. I didn't say it. Good shit. Good shit. <laughs> so, skip this if you don't want to know. <laughs> Brand Stark. Yeah. Give me a real. Give me a brutal, break, dude. Yeah, that's tough. Best story, in my ass. Yeah. That's a good one. Let's let's uh, repeat our our four for for our lovely listeners. Yeah, my my four are going to be Bruce Jenner, <laughs> Chip <laughs> Kelly, Anakin Skywalker, and Victoria Justice. Nice, nice. For my four, I got Daenerys Targaryen. Severus Snape, Britney Spears, and Keegan Turner on this pod. That's so good. That is so but good. We'll have a poll. Um, it'll be on Instagram. We'll shout that out at the end of the episode. I did run the last one on um, both Twitter and Instagram, and it's very confusing. I think we tied. You got it actually. Of course we I think we tied. <laughs> so that was kind of tough. So we're just going to put it on one platform. Um, so make sure to... Uh, what about that? What do we, we tweet the link to the Instagram? Tw- yep. There, there we go. Is. There we go. So make sure to vote on that. But that was a great Mount Rushmore. We got that a lot of steals. That was fun. A lot of steals. A lot of steals. It's always better when we got steals. Of course. I think, I think we're improving our Mount Rushmore game. I think so, too. I think so, too. We're getting a little more creative. I uh, probably should have played the Kobe in, in yeah. the actual Rushmore. It's all right. It's all right. I decided to you, be air on the side of, of, yeah, respectful. Yeah. Respectful. <laughs> but we're going to wrap up, as we always do, with some questions when the listeners ask questions, of course. Um First one comes from Lincoln Riley, not the USC coach, and he wants to know the question everybody's wanting to know: Is Victor Wembanyama a bust? <laughs> Great question. NBA fans will never be topped in terms of drama. I, I love it. I know, obviously, it's kind of half joking, but of, yeah. course, of course not. Um, if anything, he's just going to be an elite defender for yeah. his entire first year, even if the offense doesn't And he, like his fellow Frenchman, uh, Rudy Gobert. There you go. Uh, and you know, if you want to get into semantics of because of the hype, what's you know what's a bust? What's a bust and what's not? Yeah. Right. That That is an argument I don't think I'm trying to have at this moment, but he'll be, he will be a good NBA player. Yeah. At the very minimum, an elite defender. Yeah. I, I totally agree. Um, way too early. Um, the flashes we've seen of him just taking over a game uh, is incredible. Um, so I don't think he's a bust either. Um, next question we got from Carrie Guy, shout out. Uh, she wants to know, what are your thoughts on the Bob Huggins situation down in West Virginia? So for those, uh, I'll fill the people in. Um, Bob Huggins, West Virginia men's basketball coach. Um Got arrested a couple about a month or two ago, um, and uh, we really have a challenge. You know, <laughs> sorry. Um, got arrested. You win the game. <laughs> DUI um, had cans on the floor, uh, sack in the back, um, and uh, West Virginia was like, "We're either gonna fire you or you resign." 
he resigned. Turns out it wasn't actually him. His wife sent an email to the West Virginia athletic program, I guess, and said, we're retiring. And then now Bob Huggins is like, nah, that didn't happen. It was my wife that sent the email. So, Tanner, what are your thoughts on this crazy situation? I don't even know. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's obviously an unforgivable mistake from Huggins. Like, someone could have got really, really injured, um, even died, and, you know, he deserves to be punished for that. And I, I don't know the legal ramifications of it, but to me, if you resign over you resign over email but it turns out it wasn't you sent the email that was under your address and the employer uses that as a resignation i don't think they can be sued for that yeah and like if he's unless he's suing to just like not for wrongful treatment but just for to be reinstated as head coach because he technically didn't then i guess yeah okay but like they had every indication to believe it was Bob Huggins that said that. So yeah, you know, but I, it's I, definitely I weird. Know, I don't know, and I just and imagine that. Imagine, like, what is it like at home right now? If if uh, like the wife, his wife is literally like, okay, we're reti- we're resigning. He's like, no, we're not. Like, yeah, he's fighting with his wife now. Right. Like, how is this going? On? Yeah. So bizarre. I I have I honestly have no idea mm. what to think, uh, but. I, I, I just don't I, I, I don't think he should be coaching West Virginia next year. Yeah. So I guess the, any way to any way to make that possible would be a good outcome. But yeah, very very strange. I don't know if you have any any yeah. uh, specific. I, I'm kind of on the same page as you. Very strange. Um, I don't think we've heard the rest of this situation. I think there's still more out there that we'll find out in the next couple weeks. Um, but yeah, I totally agree. Um, not, he should not be coaching next year at West Virginia or anywhere, to be honest. Um, but that's kind of our thoughts on it. Obviously, um, there's, there's going to be more coming out, um, and we'll see how this plays out, but moving on a question from Jaron Kirkendall, he wants to know. Who are the five teams with the best odds to win the college football championship? So I think we should collab. Why Let's not? Collab. Throw some teams out there, huh? I, I when I saw the five teams, I, I think the first one, um, a team, I mean, Georgia. Yeah. Georgia was my first one. Of course. I think one team that's going to not surprise people because they're always up there. I think Alabama is going to be a different dog this year. Um, we've seen them, seen Georgia kind of take them over in that SEC conference, and I, I think Nick Saban. We overcorrected our. I think our, Nick Saban's pissed. He's pissed. He's and happy. I, I think we're going to see a different Nick Saban this year, and I, I like uh, Alabama up there. You got any others, Sam? I mean, of course, you got to throw out some of the, the, you know, what's the. Playoff staples like your Ohio State, yeah. obviously question at quarterback, uh, but, but with the level of talent that they uh, they constantly bring in, I mean, like, I mean, do you, what the name of the quarterback this year? I'm sorry, I can't remember his name. Yeah. Um, 
Is it Kyle McCord is the guy I'm thinking yeah. of? Apparently, this says there's going to be a battle between Kyle McCord and Devin Brown. Um, but still, like the fact that there's even a battle is there's uh, a little bit of an issue. Yeah, losing C.J. Stroud obviously, but Marvin Harrison Jr. is going to be yeah, like the best wide receiver uh-huh. in college football for sure. So we'll have that working for him. Um, another one that I kind of want to throw out there. I mean, I'll, you know, guys talk about Michigan too. Yeah, the back to back. Big That's Ten champions. One. They've gotten over the uh, the Ohio State hump, if yeah. you will. So, uh, I mean, it seems like one of them two, whoever wins the Big Ten, yeah. pretty much always has a spot in, which would probably be one of them two. A team I want to throw out there personally. How about the team that's returning the best player in college football, USC? Yeah. Right? Um, we all know the Pac-12 doesn't necessarily have the best competition. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe a lighter schedule on that side of things. Um, but, yeah, I mean, are there any other teams you want to throw yeah, in there? I, I think that's a good list. Um, I mean, USC, obviously, up there. Um, will we see Clemson kind of bounce back? That's another right. team. Full year of Cape Clubnick, right? Yeah. The what, what will happen with that? The experiment is yeah. over. Going for the head. Um, so that that's another one that kind of popped into my mind. Yeah, I think it – I mean, it's hard to predict. Right. And then Obviously, it, we're going to go with the, the kind of big names uh, that are then, always there. You have some of those, like, fringe teams. Like, will Penn State have a yeah. better this year? Well, like, a Florida State is going to be a much improved yeah. team this year. That will – you know, top five is a little mm-hmm. – but – Again, the ACC is such so down right now yeah. in, in terms of college football that maybe uh, Florida State can can make that yeah. uh, can make that jump. Yeah, is there going to be a team from the Big Twelve? I mean, LSU, LSU Oregon. Then you look at the Big Twelve. Like last year, obviously TCU was the surprise, but they lost a lot. So will Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, like any of the any of these guys that. Are kind of down right now, but I definitely have the the program. Nebraska, no, <laughs> Nebraska, the Matt Rule experiment, baby. Yeah, you know, that dude. I think it's obviously we we named kind of the obvious, but who knows? It's it's so early. We'll obviously get a better um, a better read on these teams. First soon. three weeks, honestly. Pretty soon, mm-hmm. honestly. Minus 50 days, right? Yeah. College football Two days ago was 50 days, yeah. I think <laughs> Iowa should be thrown in this conversation. Oh, right? yeah. Oh, yeah. Caleb Johnson. Obviously, kidding, but that'd be pretty sick. Um, so, I mean, it's West or Bust for the Hawks. Yeah. They don't win the West. Yeah. Uh, serious, serious. Or if problems. we just don't have an offense like we have for the past. It's always a possibility. <laughs> um, last question we got comes from my sister, Elizabeth. She wants to know, what are the pros and cons to having siblings? I mean, obvious answer to sports podcasts. You got people to throw the ball with. Yeah. You, know? you just Facts. got to do crap with. Facts. You know, throw the ball with. You, you know, you know, my brother and I, of course, the, the kill the carrier out in the front yard oh, with the one on one kill the carrier. Yeah. Um, doesn't matter the ball, throwing it, uh, having a catch. 
Yeah. 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 I, I think that's a good one. All of it. All um, of it. Just having another person, like, close to your age to talk to. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. I, I think go. that's a big pro. Pro. I assume con is next. Yeah, sure. Pro. Having someone to annoy. Yeah. Con. Being annoyed. Having someone <laughs> to annoy you. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think, like, I don't know if what your relationship with your brother is, but being older, like, oh God, prime, prime, like mid twenties where you can, you kind of went your, not separate ways because you're siblings, but you kind of like are different parts of your life. And then you come together and it's just like a good time. There's not the bickering that we completely different relationship right now. It's the best. And it was what, yeah, like eight years ago when I yeah. was in school and everything. All yeah, totally different. yeah. So that those are kind of the pros and cons. You got any more? Um, not really. Just just sharing general resources. You yeah. know, sharing TV time, sharing mm-hmm. food. Yeah. Who where you want? Yeah. Where you want to eat? Having multiple opinions on crap. Mm-hmm. And normally, what you said goes. Yeah. Now, obviously, there's someone else in the mix, and some general disagreements will will happen, but. I think to sum it to sum it sum it up is is pro someone to annoy con yeah. someone to annoy you. I think I I read this quote every once in a while it pop up on my Twitter. Um, I think the best way to describe a sibling uh, relationship is this, and it is um, no, I won't share my phone charger with you on a road trip. But I'll give you my kidney. If yeah. You need it. <laughs> uh, yeah. I think that perfectly uh, sums up what siblings. Uh, you ain't getting siblings. any of my chips. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I'll, I'll give you a organ if you need it. Yeah. But for sure. Any final thoughts, man? Action-packed episode. Action-packed episode. You'll love to see it. This is kind of what we were hoping to do, right? With our Move into uh, two weeks span. Two weeks yeah. span. Get a little bit more in the episode. Uh, less just us trying to stretch things <laughs> yeah. out because there's obviously not much going on with sports. But less than fifty days of college football starts, and then when that happens, things ramp up again, and we'll be back on an every week basis. Yeah, absolutely. But with that, that will wrap it up for episode. 96. We talked about a lot. Uh, winners, losers, NBA Summer League, MLB, uh, talking about the home run derby and those award races. Mount Rushmore, people that didn't pan out the way we thought we they would. And obviously wrapping up with some questions. You can follow the pod on TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, and Threads oh, yeah. at underscore pod. Like I said in the episode the poll for the um, Mount Rushmore for you to vote will be on our Instagram again at crunchtime underscore pod. You can find the link to the Instagram on thread Twitter. So make sure to uh, vote on that. That'll be available for 24 hours. Um, but with that, that will wrap it up for episode 96. The clock has run out on this episode, but we'll see you on the next one on Crunch Time.